This is an ABC podcast. G'day there, my name is Matt Brand. Welcome to the Country Hour. NT Parliament is back this week. It is back for 2022. So to talk about the year ahead, let's hear from the Territory's Minister for Agribusiness, Aquaculture, Mining and Industry, Nicole Menison. I spoke to her earlier on and started by asking if there were any primary industry issues up for debate this week in Parliament. We don't have primary industries up for debate as such, but I tell you what, I will be uh, certainly speaking about in question time this week the amazing opportunities we have ahead when it comes to agribusiness and aquaculture in the Northern Territory in 2022. I am just so excited about some of the opportunities ahead of the industry and uh, I always do what I can to promote the industry because it is one of the economic foundations of the Northern Territory and it has served us well for so long here. I mean, when you look at the total value of what it does in the Territory, it's worth over a billion dollars to our economy. But for me, I want to see it diversify. I want to see it grow. So any opportunity where I get any platform to promote our amazing agricultural, pastoral uh, and aquaculture industries, I will always make sure I am promoting them and, and giving them my full support. Beyond promotion, what are some of the big issues that you're keen to tackle this year when it comes to ag and mining? Well, for me, diversification is always top of the list. As you know, Matt, I used to be the treasurer of the Northern Territory and I saw just how much it costs to run this place and how much revenue that we've got coming in. And one thing I believe is that we are thoroughly underdeveloped. We have almost 1.4 million square kilometres here in the Northern Territory and we need more development here because we need a stronger revenue base so we can keep supporting more people across the Northern Territory and the agricultural sector, uh, the aquaculture sector presents some amazing opportunities there as well as mining and oil and gas of course. Um, And for me, it's about looking at, okay, let's keep pushing forward with these uh, agricultural precincts, which again, give us more opportunity to diversify. Um, Let's make sure we look at um, other industries like cotton uh, and getting that cotton gin and supporting that get out of the ground and seeing that um, really working. Let's support important research work around uh, new crops for diversification, like of course the ginger trials that we've seen Mick Jacoby running. I want to keep pushing forward with the aquaculture sector. I was just out at the Darwin Aquaculture Centre last week looking at the success that they're having in the breeding of the black lip oysters. You mentioned the ag precincts. Uh, big yep. news this month was the preferred developer has been chosen for the Keep Plains ag precinct. I just wanted to ask if the government was excited about it because, you know, there was no press conferences, no, not much at all, really. I saw a little post on your Facebook page, but compared to Ord Stage 2, just Mm. very little from this Territory government. Well, it was in control of the Northern Territory Land Corp, and I'm not trying to throw them in it, but yes, I would have liked to have given it a hell of a lot more fanfare, and I do intend to give it a hell of a lot more fanfare when I get AAM here. Uh, Again, uh, I've gone out there and I've seen the amazing work that they've been doing at Lejeune Station with Sea Dragon and and looking at the amazing work they've been doing there. So uh, I was very happy to see that after a lot of due diligence that uh, we have seen a proposal and a proponent landed on now and that we can move forward with Keith Plains, which again, 
offers another opportunity for diversification and more development of the Northern Territory. But yes, if, if, if it was up to me, there would have been a hell of a lot more bells and whistles, Matt, to be really blunt. A project like that, which is located so close to Kununurra in WA in the Wyndham Port, what benefits do you think it'll actually deliver to the Territory? Well, there are jobs here within the Northern Territory. There will be taxes that get paid within the Northern Territory. Uh, but for me, the focus will be doing what we can to ensure that um, as much support as possible is delivered from within the Northern Territory and also that we get uh, what we can to get moved out of the Darwin Port or getting into the Territory Rail. So um, I believe there will be opportunities when you speak to AAM that they do see the level of commitment that they need to give to the Northern Territory. They understand social licence here in the Northern Territory and they are growing as a significant player here in the Territory. So uh, they certainly understand their obligations here to make sure that there is maximum value for Territorians out of this deal. In 2016, the Labor government made an election commitment to build a Catherine agribusiness hub. What's gone wrong there? It's been a longer process than I would have liked to see, but we're really committed to getting this over the line. There's been a lot of planning work that's had to be done, uh, a lot of negotiations. There's certainly been negotiation work with traditional owners there but we are going to still move it forward. Uh, there's been work around getting the planning around the subdivisions done and uh, we know that the draft plan for stage one is going to provide for 15 lots uh, and 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 we have got that $30 million that we have committed there. We've made sure that uh, we've done the headworks, which is really important, uh, but that's something that we are still pursuing, uh, getting the agribusiness, uh, the agribusiness and logistics hub up there in Catherine. It is the, the place where it should be. Are you expecting anything potential. to happen this year in terms of... Uh, more work around that subdivision. I mean, we are getting closer to getting those subdivision works out of the ground. I don't have the exact timeline of, of when we're going to see that first lot out in front of me right now, but um, we're certainly looking to continue uh, getting that done. It's not a straightforward process, like I said, uh, but we're getting there and uh, we're, what we are hoping to see is the development of stage one moving forward and and to see some of at least the, the construction of the water infrastructure by mid-2023 uh, and we want to see that the construction of stage one continues after that. If you're tuning in, this is the Country Hour. NT Parliament is back for 2022 and we're speaking to the Ag and Mining Minister, Nicole Manison. On resources, what sort of year do you think it's going to be for onshore gas companies? I think it's going to be another exciting year with uh, exploration, getting us a bit closer to uh, going through, forward for those production approvals. Uh, certainly Empire, we're seeing some great results. Origin and Santos have been very buoyed by their work that they've been doing. So I've got a a lot of uh, you know a lot of confidence in where we're going to go when it comes to the onshore gas industry. But just to stress again, like we are going to be doing this properly. We're still going to be doing it, um, working with, of course, the Pepper Inquiry to make sure that we get this industry right. But it's another great industry to offer more jobs in the territory and more economic diversification. It is really important. Is the territory a good place to do business? Because there seems to be an awful lot of court cases around at the moment. I share that frustration at times. Um, there are some projects where I am left scratching my head that um, particularly uh, at times in the ag sector um, where, where it just seems that you know everybody wants to stop development 
um, and that there's an automatic position of just being anti-development rather than considering the actual real benefits to the Territory and the fact that these projects can be delivered in a sustainable way. Uh, people don't go forward with these applications unless they've got the water science right, um, that they know that um, they can get through those really important environmental approvals processes. Uh, so, yeah, at times I do get very frustrated that there seem to be some bodies that will continue to try to talk down these important projects and continue to try to protest them. There's been calls for miners and irrigators to pay for water in the Northern Territory. Do you have any thoughts on this? Well, I think it's important that we get the balance right. We want to be a place that's open for business and that we can attract private investment. Because we are so underdeveloped, it means that costs to get projects established uh, can present a bit of a risk to, to, to some of these businesses. So we do need to have some competitive advantages. And, and that's why we make sure that we've got access uh, to water in those projects. But again, importantly, we deliver it in a sustainable way. We've done a huge amount of work when it comes to getting the science around water right. We've made sure we've got the policy settings right. We'll continue doing that. We do have responsible water policies here in the Territory, but we also need to have a competitive edge because we need to get more private sector investment into the Territory to get these projects out of the ground. Reports over the weekend that INPEX has committed to building a third LNG train. What has the company told you about its plans? Well, we've certainly seen uh, their vision report that was released late last week and INPEX has been just a fantastic project for the Northern Territory and to see their work and commitment towards the third LNG train is just great for the Northern Territory. It's going to mean decades of jobs being supported here. It continues to put Darwin on the map as being a world-class destination for, for offshore gas but what's also very exciting is to see that NPEX, along with our other major gas companies, are looking towards carbon capture and storage because uh, they all understand the importance of making sure they hit that net zero emissions target and that the gas industry has got a large role to play and they're very serious about it. So it's good to see them also uh, talking about their commitment to, to doing that here in Darwin as well. And just finally, since the Turk final report was released, are there any practical examples of something that's happened for farmers and cattle producers in the Territory? Well, we are dead serious about economic diversification and what we've got is a document that will be coming out soon around our agribusiness and aquaculture strategy, which goes to delivering on the recommendations of the Turk report and and I'm really happy with the work that has been done here. We're so really no examples forward. yet? Well I think when you produce a really good solid well consulted uh, strategy that's going to take agribusiness and aquaculture uh, forward in the Northern Territory to help reach those Turk targets well I think that goes a long way but if you also um, have a look at the work that we've been doing to continue supporting the development of these precincts, to continue supporting aquaculture, to continue backing our world-class cattle industry uh, for the development um, of, of the buffalo industry as well. So um, there are ongoing actions every day and this government's absolutely determined to make sure that we continue having a thriving world-class agribusiness sector here in aquaculture sector and that we see it continuing to grow. Thanks for your time today and, and all the best in Parliament. Thanks, Matt.